your Bibles tonight, Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. We'll pick up in verse number 10. Now, let's say verse number 9. And we're looking at the, toward the end of the chapter here. But we've already met up with Sanballat and Tobiah in chapter number 4. And these guys are giving great grief to Nehemiah and the folks who are moving forward and rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And uh, these two guys are just hard to get along with. They hate the work of God and they remind us that anytime something is moving forward for the cause of Christ and for the glory of God, there's going to be opposition. It's going to be met with opposition. The devil can't stand it if uh, he's not attempting to oppose what God wants to do. I'm certain in Burkina Faso, Africa, you've uh, been met with some opposition along the way. And the devil designs the Sanballats and Tobias of the world to cause us to be so discouraged that we quit doing what God wants us to do with our lives. And I'll tell you, Sanballat and Tobias show up in many different faces with many different names. And the discouragement that comes along that the devil sends to attempt to keep you from serving God, it's a real thing. Uh, one of my favorite examples of the discouragement that the devil sends along to cause you to stumble and not do the right thing with the family is trying to get a bunch of kids to get ready and come to church on a Sunday morning. It's tough, isn't it? And uh, everybody's fighting in the car on the way. I say keep fighting the good fight of faith and keep coming to church. You'll be glad you did. Uh, the distractions that come along when you know you need to take time to read your Bible and pray, but there's just so many distractions. Uh, the scheduling conflicts that keep us away from God's house and God's people so often. We've got to know that the devil doesn't like it when you're attempting to move forward for the glory of God. But I want to encourage you, don't be discouraged. Don't quit. Keep on keeping on. Don't throw in the towel. And the phrase we find in this text Tonight is this, be not afraid of them, remember the Lord. Be not afraid of them, remember the Lord. Folks, when we remember the Lord, we remember the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, we're able to continue even though we spend some time and we deal with and battle with discouragement along the way. I'm completing the second part tonight of this message that I began last Sunday night. And the first thing we dealt with last Sunday night was their words. The words of Sanballat and Tobiah and the enemies of the cause of Christ, they were so harsh and cruel and unkind. But we need to know that when we're dealing with the words of the enemy, we have every reason to be not afraid of them Remember the Lord. But let's consider this, two more things, as we come and bring this message to a conclusion. The second of these things is our weaknesses. Are we dealing with weaknesses, folks? We deal with weaknesses. Now, it's something we've got to note that we have weaknesses, and we'll pick up our reading in verse number 9. Verse number 9. The Bible says, Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night, because of them. And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto 
us ten times from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is greater, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the habergeons. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which builded on the wall, and they that bare burdens with those that laded, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. And the picture that we see here is Sanballat, Tobiah, and the naysayers have not only said nasty things, they've threatened even to rise up and raise up armies to come and defeat the building back of the walls. And Nehemiah and the people of God are tasked with this burden that there's constant threat of attack. And now they've got to decide, what do we do? And God's going to work in their hearts and use them. And the phrase that we must remember and constantly look to is, Be not afraid of them, remember the Lord. Be not afraid of them, remember the Lord. There's a highlight here on the weaknesses of God's people, beginning in verse number 10. Look, the Bible says in verse number 10, Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are are not able to build the wall. So here's what uh, Nehemiah is dealing with. Now, Nehemiah, the leader of, of this, is, uh, is dealing with some great heartache and struggle and trouble. And so we already know that Sanballat, Tobiah, the enemies of the work of the Lord have, have attacked him. And now we see that the, the threat of war and the threat of things going wrong has actually began to deteriorate the resolve of the, the folks that are building the wall. And so the Bible says that Judah said that the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed. Judah starts to get anxious. You can see him begin to wring his hands, begin to get worried, thinking about what's going on. He's like, oh, what are we going to do? He's like, I've even noticed that the bearers of burdens, the people, our laborers, their strength is decaying. What are we going to do? Have you ever been around somebody 
that the first time something gets a little bit tough, they start freaking out. Have you ever heard of anybody like that? Don't be that person, one. And remember, God is faithful. So you've got Judah here. Judah's like, we've got one piece of trouble, and because there's one piece of trouble, everything that we're attempting to do has got to be falling apart. And that's just not the case. When we're dealing with our own weaknesses, when we see our strength begin to decline, when we think about that the troubles, when we're burdened down with the weaknesses, I want to remind you of something. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord. I'll just tell you, we get to places in all of our Christian lives uh, where we are weak. The fact of the matter is none of us are strong enough, well enough to accomplish the work that God wants to do through us. You see, the work that God wants to do through you and through me and through us is a work that's bigger and greater than us. You see, the work of faith and the work of God is not a work that is just what you might be able to scrape by and do. The work of God is a, is a work that God expects us to give our human best, but he blesses it with the power of God. Amen. We've got to remember that even when our weaknesses begin to come and our strength begins to decay, God uses the weaknesses of men to accomplish his greatest work and effort. You see, it's not your strength that the work of God is depending on. It's your faithfulness that the work of God depends on. And it's God's strength that matters. Don't forget it. Weaknesses. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord. The Bible said that their strength decayed. There's a lot of things in this verse I, I really like to see. The strength of the burden of the bearers of burdens is decayed. Judah was worried about their strength. And then he's also worried about this. And there is much rubbish. <laughs> There's much rubbish. You know, Judah's saying, my lands, look, Nehemiah, we've got such a big fat mess. There's just no way. You don't have to look far working with people to see my lands. We've got a big fat mess. Rubbish, there's rubbish everywhere. You know, the truth is, God works through weakening strength. God works through messy messes. God works through troubling times. And when you face your weaknesses, be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Verse number 11, he keeps continuing his worry. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you worry about your weaknesses and then you start worrying about the rubbish and then you start worrying about the enemy? That's exactly the situation that we find Judah in right here. And the Bible says in verse number 11, he continues, our and, our adversary said, they shall not know neither see till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the works. They said, our adversary is threatening to come and attack us at any time. We don't know when it's going to be. Judah, you can just watch him. If you're in a situation where somebody starts, the more they talk about the situation, the louder they get. That's what Judah was like. I mean, I could just see Judah. He's almost in a fetal position, whining to Nehemiah because he's so afraid of what might happen. Now look, that's not how God wants us to live the Christian life. That's not how God wants us to move forward. In fact, if you're not careful, you'll be raising your children in the fetal position, just absolutely scared to death. But you need to learn to stand up and trust the Lord and know that God is faithful. And you may see and deal and live and take care of your finances in such a way that you spend all your time in the fetal position. Uh, 
scared to death, worried, sick. Let me tell you something. Stand up and trust the Lord. And the work that God's called a church to do like ours is a a work that's not to be done in constant fear. Oh, no, they talked about about us somewhere at the barber shop. I'm just kidding. I like to pick on the barber shop every now and then because they pick on everybody else. They talked about about us at the barber shop. I heard about it. Oh, oh, I'm scared to death. I'm sick. There's a rumor going on. Who cares? Look, we just got to stand up and trust the Lord and believe him. And I don't know of any of that going on. I really don't. And I'm thankful for that. But when I think about and I see the weaknesses that begin to highlight and the threat of attack and, and the chatter that's going on. And I see Judah just having a panic attack. I'm reminded that that's not how God wants us to live. That's not how we need to live. That's not who we need to be because God can be trusted. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, our weakness. God wants to use our weakness for his glory. God wants to use our weakness to do something that only he can do. Look, if it's up to us and our abilities and our resources, we're going to come far short of what God wants to really accomplish. And so in the midst of our weaknesses, we need to praise the Lord, trust the Lord, depend on the Lord, count on the Lord, thank him that we know that we're not sufficient, and thank him that we know that he is sufficient. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Number one, our weaknesses. Number two, working warriors. The need for working warriors. I'm so encouraged by Nehemiah. I can imagine that Nehemiah, no doubt, had a moment there was, oh, man, have I made a mistake? Should I have even uh, left my cushy job in the king's house as a cupbearer? Should I should I have even started? Should I really have led all these? I mean, look at all these people. Should I really have led all these people to do this work when it's just going to come crashing down and I'm going to be an utter failure and a laughing stock? pretty selfish way to think but I love to see what God does in Nehemiah's heart and whether Nehemiah ever had that thought or not I don't know but I know that Nehemiah determined you know what we're just going to trust the Lord and we've been dealt a situation that's tough a situation that's hard but we're just going to do what has to be done and I'm going to call on God's people to be working warriors look what the scripture says in verse number three in light of the threats and the weaknesses Nehemiah says, therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. What did he do? He said, I set people on the bottom of the wall and on top of the wall. And I put people there and I had them be there with swords and spears and bows. He said, look, we're just going to have to fight for what's ours. We're going to have to fight for the good fight. We're going to have to do the right thing. He said, I armed the people and we protected the work of God. Verse number 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people. He said, "Be be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. He said, look, I set up folks. I said, we did the proper thing. We set up folks to protect us. We had folks armed to protect the, the, the work of the Lord. And he said, I got to the leaders or the people, the folks who had voices with the other people. He said, I talked to the leaders, the folks who, who had some authority and the leaders and the heads of the families. I said, whoa, hey, listen, guys. 
We're going to keep on working for the glory of God. He said, we need not be afraid. Remember the Lord, which is great. Let me tell you something. God is great. And I'm going to tell you something else. He's not only great. The Bible says he's great and terrible. Let me tell you, if you are in opposition to God, creator of the universe, I want to remind you of something. He is a terrible God. And he has power that you can only imagine. It's a very wise thing to choose sides with God. Nehemiah said, look, we're remembering the Lord. He's great and terrible. And here's what he says in verse 14. He says, fight for your brethren, for your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. These working warriors, he said, he said look, we're going to have to fight. He said, we, we're arming and protecting ourselves. We're not going to pick fights. But when the fight comes, we're going to stand up for what's right and what's good and what's true. And Nehemiah says to the nobles, he said, you need to remember that God is mighty. You need to remember that God is faithful. Don't be afraid. Remember God and remember who you're fighting for. I love this verse, verse 14. I love the chivalry that's in the heart of Nehemiah. Now, I'll tell you something. We live in a society that wants to take away the chivalry of men. They want to take away this part that rises up inside of a man that says, you're not going to mess with my family. There's no room in the Christian life for unwarranted violence. God's people should always be peace-loving, peace-seeking people. But I'm going to tell you something else. There's no room in the life of God's people to let the enemy take what God has given. And God's people should be willing to stand up and stand with boldness and courage. And remember, if someone needs to be fought for, we'll be the people to fight for them. I read this and I pray that in the hearts of the sons of the Chihuahua Baptist Church that God will remind us that we are fighting for our brethren, for our sons, for our daughters, for our wives and for our houses. The word houses, your families. Look, it's important that the family stays strong and the connection to family stays strong. I'll just tell you, I'm confident one of the wiles of the devil is to destroy the connection of children to their families because if boys don't care about their families, they'll do anything. They don't have any resolve. I'll just tell you, one of the things that's motivated me so often as a teenage boy was I didn't want to shame my family. I didn't want to shame my family. And there are certain things I wouldn't do. There are certain places I wouldn't go. There are certain things I quit doing because I did not want to shame my family. And I'll just tell you, we need to have in our hearts a desire. Look, we're going to fight for our people. We're going to fight for God's word and God's work. We're willing to roll up our sleeves and get dirty if necessary for the glory of God. It's important. We're not picking fights. But we should be willing to stand up with courage and boldness and do what's right. Amen. And Nehemiah said, listen, boys, we're fighting for our brethren, our sons, our daughters, our wives, our houses. We need working warriors. Working warriors. The working warrior part comes in the next verse. The Bible says, it came to pass when our enemies heard 
that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. I think verse 15 is quite fascinating. Because Nehemiah armed his people, because Nehemiah encouraged his people to be bold and not be pushed around and continue the right thing and doing the right thing and not being afraid to fight for their families because of the boldness of Nehemiah and his leadership and then in turn the boldness of God's people. The byproduct of that was all these people who were talking about, about attacking and all these people that were talking about, about destroying them, all these people that said, we're going to get you when you least expect it and had Judah all up in arms. All those people said, whoa, I'm not messing with them now. <laughs> they mean business. They're armed for bear. I'm not messing with them. Look, their strength was a deterrence to the attack. Don't forget it. It's a principle that's always been in society and has always worked against sinful people. They were working warriors. The Bible said when they found out that all their threats were nothing, every man continued to work. He said, but things looked different. When they started working this time, things looked different. Used to, they had a carried a trowel to work, and they were pasting cement on the wall, building the wall back. But now things have changed a little bit. And the Bible says in verse number 16, it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work. This is what you see. Half of the workers were building the wall. And the other half of them held both spears and shields and bows. I think you know what they are. Spears and shields and bows. And the habergeons, probably a habergeon, was like a suit of armor. They held the weapons. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. You have half of them working, half of them protecting. Half of them working, half of them protecting. And then it gets even more interesting. Verse 17. They which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens... With those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon wrote a paper defending the faith. It was something that he published faithfully, and the title of his paper was called The Sword and the Trial. And he took it from this verse of scripture. He said, God's people, they were building with one hand, trialing and building with one hand and protecting with the other. And the spirit of that person is the spirit that God wants to raise up at this time and raise up among us and raise up in our country. Because what we need is folks who said, we're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to do it righteously in the spirit of Christ. But we're going to fight the good fight of faith and we're going to keep building. And that spirit of the person that has the sword and the trial is something that I want to be. Working warriors. We need working warriors. People who are not going to get discouraged anytime and every time some little thing comes along and knocks them off the wall. Folks who say, look, it's worth fighting for. Folks who say it's worth working for. And folks who say, if I have to, I'll do both jobs. That was the spirit. The Bible says in verse 18, For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. Come to this passage and the working warriors, what did they do? They said, we're just going to do what has to be done in order to get the work done. I love that spirit. Have you ever been around somebody that had this spirit, that's not my job? 
They want to do, they want to serve, they want to do something, but they only want to do their little tiny thing, and everything else is not their job. Their job is to complain about everything that didn't get done around them. That's not my job. That's not my responsibility. Let me tell you something. The work of God, if it's going to be successful, can't be made up of not my job people. The work of the Lord, if it's going to be done God's way, has to be made up of people that say, look, whatever the job is, I'll do what has to be done. And the spirit of God's people rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, led by Nehemiah, were folks who said, look, if I have to carry a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other, if I have to, have to strap on my sword and my bow while I build the wall, so be it. Let the work of God continue. We'll trust the Lord. I'm not going to be afraid of them. I'm going to remember the Lord. This is a little interesting, sweet thing. So Nehemiah had another problem. Here's his other problem. By this time, the work on the walls of Jerusalem had spread out, and the people were working everywhere. That it was, They were so spread out that they had a little bit of a weakness. And so what Nehemiah had decided, he said, I'm going to have a man with a trumpet. He said, the man with the trumpet was by me. You saw that at the end of verse number 18. He that sounded the trumpet was by me. Verse 19, I said unto the nobles and the rulers and the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. You see that picture? In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Let me tell you what these workers were doing. This is so sweet to me. The workers on the walls of Jerusalem, they had a sword in one hand. They had a trowel in the other. They were willing to fight. They were willing to work. But the whole time they were working and willing to fight, they were listening for the trumpet. They were listening for the trumpet. And that's a perfect picture of what you and I get to do today. Look, the trumpet could sound and we should be, could be caught up together with the Lord in the air. And that'll be good. But until then, may God help us to be sword and trial Christians who say with God's help we'll do God's work God's way. A little sweet thing that the Bible says here, verse 21, so we labored in the work, working warriors. Half of them held spears to the rising of the morning until the stars appeared. Likewise at the same time said I unto the people that every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. Verse 23, so neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes. He said, look, we just stayed on duty. He said, we didn't take off our clothes except to wash them occasionally. We just stayed at the work, stayed at the work, stayed at the work. And that's the spirit that God's people ought to have. Look, don't be discouraged every time little something's happened. Don't be discouraged because of your weakness. Hey, look, don't be afraid. Remember God. Remember the Lord. And keep fighting the good fight of faith.